Welcome to the Pub Meeple Podcast with your hosts, Gary, Chuck, Just Brian, and Robert Brian. On episode 37, we talk about deep dives, diving deep into games we want to play more. So grab a brew, join us at the pub, and let's talk board games. All right, guys. Well, glad to have everyone here back uh, back here again for another episode, uh, episode 37 here. I kind of just want to briefly uh, kind of touch base. What, what have you guys been up to? Have you been able to get any games in recently? I want to go first because this is the first game I've really gotten to play outside of my family in a while. And I, I got to meet up with just Brian and we played Undaunted Normandy. And it's a game that he's been talking about for a very long time. And it's a game I've been wanting to play for a long time. Finally got to play it. Whooped me twice. Well done. (laughs) (laughs) It was well. The Allies beat the Germans twice, so we'll just call it that. Really, really good game. I liked it a lot. The the deck building aspect to it, uh, uh, the way it combined with the board play and the movement of your troops or your your squads of troops and stuff like that was really interesting. We got to play two of the scenarios, and I'm looking forward to more. Yeah, me too. No, it was really fun, and and uh, I taught the game a couple times, and I I played it when I was taught the game, so I played that first scenario more than once. It's the first time I've played a different scenario, and it was completely different. The are not not just not just you and I had different objectives, but it was completely different from the first scenario we played. It's kind of one of those where I want to I want to play it again. Uh, because I think I can play it better, but that's kind of the point. It, it's it, yeah. I, w- I would almost have to play the other side the next time I play it because you're kind of uh, being tested, you know, that first time. How well are you going to play against someone else on their first time? And uh, you really, uh, it was close. I felt like, oh, man, oh, it was so fun. Yeah. Good game. Well, if that isn't relative to the topic that's coming up here shortly. Um, <laughs> so I got to play a game about... 15, 20 minutes, I finished it before we started recording. Uh, it's a game been on my shelf of shame for a little while. I almost backed the Kickstarter, found it at Target, and that's Parks. It's a beautiful okay. game. Uh, amazing artwork by a various number of artists uh, for parks around the country. Um, it's a simple worker placement game that has an interesting way of doing worker placement where you have a like a track or what do you call it? Like a like a drafting line where you uh, would take something like uh, like take it to ride where you take a like a what do they call that a, a river yeah basically so but but your your worker placement is this river and so you you move your hikers along this line and um, you pretty much want to go in your own spot but you can uh, go into the same spot as somebody else uh, occasionally. But you get to take all these, like you're collecting forests and suns, and the bits are really pretty and, and beautiful. And you you just turn those in like a basic worker placement game set collection to get these parks. Uh, you can take pictures along the way, which cool. is kind of cool. Uh, you get the camera. Like if you take, if you have the camera, you can take pictures uh, cheaper than other people. And then when they take a picture, they get to steal the camera from you and then they get to do. So it was really fun. Game was pretty close. Uh, my daughter and I played it. Um, I think it was within maybe five points, which yeah. is good for a first time play. Um, I really enjoyed it. It was a nice little medium family weight game. Excellent production. Uh, even after the Kickstarter, you know, sometimes you see Kickstarters and you, you think once they go to market, you expect it to be a little less 
uh, quality and the, the quality is just as high as I saw on the Kickstarter. So that's great. A gorgeous looking game. Yeah. You mentioned the art, but man, I've, I've seen pictures of it. Uh, that's cool that you got to play that, man. Uh, I, I want to try it out. Um, well, have you got to play anything just Brian? Yeah, I got to play Normandy. Uh, no, <laughs> <Daunting>. <laughs> yeah. I, I can go back and I can go back and uh, let, let me go back. No, um, no, 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 I have. Let me talk about this other one. Um, yeah, me and my kiddos have been playing Mechs versus Minions, and uh, it's been it's been fun. I I was kind of uh, not sure that they could they could keep up with the game, you know, but uh, they were able to they were able to kind of figure out the mechanics of the game, even if we're just all running around like a bunch of morons, like running into each other and stuff and shooting each other. And it's hilarious. Uh, we, we beat the tutorial handedly and they're like, this game's easy. And then we played the first <laughs> mission with the bomb and you could look like we played, we played forbidden Island. We're used to that cooperative tension and it's <laughs> fun or like castle panic. And, and that buildup is fun. And, and, and we've, we've lost those games as well as one of them, but Man, when we lost that first mission with the bomb and mechs versus minions, their faces fell. They're like, "We we're horrible mech pilots," and I'm like, "Yes, you are, but we will we will come back." <laughs> that's, that's the whole point of that game. Is uh, oh, it's it's everything goes wrong. Yeah, crazy chaotic fun, and uh, I think I'm trying to teach them that that could be fun. And I think you know they're, they're slowly coming around to okay, it's this is silly fun to lose. I want to play that one again because I just remember our first time was a blast and um, I was enjoying the game so much. I was like acting out things that were happening in the game. You you were laughing at that and we were just like, it was just a fun night aside from the game. And the game was a great, but it encouraged that kind of thing. You know, you've never really experienced the game until Gary has reenacted the scenes for the group. That's when, (laughs) that's how you need to enjoy this game. Yeah. But, I'll say that's the kind of game because it's funny and chaotic and best laid plans, right? You know, things go awry. Uh, the game kind of, to me at least, kind of lent itself to that. Like, we're having fun. It's almost this cool thematic. There's a story. We started out, we had a great plan. Things happen. Bad things happen. You know, my mech exploded, right? The things um, we don't yeah. talk about now. I mean, it's just what's, what happens. Yeah. The mech's first dominion stays there. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, yeah, no, totally get that. No, um, yeah, you know, I have, um, I've, I've still been playing games online. That's been primarily how I've been playing games. I, uh, I have been playing a few with the kids, but primarily, and and this is something I, I touched on it last episode, so I'll be pretty brief about it. But um, I just do want to throw out uh, if 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 you are having having issues getting, you know, um, if you don't have anyone in the house to play games with, definitely jump on Board Game Arena. Uh, if you um, if you're looking for someone to play with, hit us up on social media on Twitter or Facebook. I'll, I'll see if I can play with you. But no, um, I've been playing quite a bit with our friend Jeff, Seven Wonders Duel. Um, great game. Like I, like I talked about last episode, just as you start to play uh, a lot with another player, you start realizing like their play style, and to the point where when I play people that aren't Jeff, I make moves that would trap Jeff. They don't trap the other people because they don't they're not going to fall into that. And then so I lose miserably because I'm like, I'm playing as if I were playing Jeff and I'm not. I'm playing some rando from across the world, like from Italy. And he's at his computer probably laughing at me like, why did that guy make that move? And I'm like, well, I thought Jeff would <laughs> Jeff would fall for that, you know, uh, although he he normally he's he beats me handily. I, I think our 
my win percentage is um somewhere in the mid 30s and yeah, he he he's great at that game but yeah that's that's primarily what i've been playing but i guess uh yeah in, in kind of like a, a game huh? like that i love playing a game like that where somebody's really got it down yeah and uh and then you kind of make some wonky move and they kind of look at you like are you a genius <laughs> like i didn't expect that it's because they didn't expect it because it's a bad move but <laughs> they, but you got them second guessing themselves well, like I know brian's not an imbecile but that's a pretty dumb move is there is something it? i'm not seeing like and then and then you kind of just got to play it off as being confident yeah. maybe they'll just you know anyway i wanted you to have access to those two great cards well, no, yeah now you have to choose sucker <laughs> you know like, no, i was hoping uh, that was my last play against jeff but i'm pretty sure he had me with no that was dumb and no that, so. no I, I i feel that way quite a bit you're like he's like oh that's an interesting move by interesting you mean stupid don't you it's just a nice way of <laughs> just a nice know. guy <laughs> yeah you're just a nice guy um no but it, there's a lot of back and forth and and i think that game because it's a two-player game and and i think you could do this with a lot of two-player games like uh, jiper or, or lost cities you start to get uh, uh like a little bit of a um, kind of your own little group meta right or meta like you know for how you guys play and i know you know or even like uh what you were just talking about undaunted normandy you know if you played that a whole lot you would kind of get a feel for how that other player played. And then when they throw something, they completely shift it up. You're like, Brian's never been that aggressive early on. You know, normally he sets up a defense or whatever, right? And now all of a sudden you're kind of reeling and you're on your back feet and you're like, I I don't know. I mean, what's he doing? So I, I think two-player games maybe by their nature can kind of uh, lend to some of that. I think we sh- we can kind of jump into our main topic, right? Uh, Shuck already kind of alluded to it. Uh, our main topic is uh, deep dives, uh, games you really want to spend some more time with, whether it's for what I was just talking about or because the game mechanisms itself or, or maybe like a good puzzle, or, or it could be wide open, just any game that you really want to spend a lot more time with and kind of dive deep into. And uh, I know I've been talking for a moment here, but I, I will, I, I, I do want to, I do want to kick this one off because um, what kind of had had started me thinking about this topic was uh, another game I've mentioned before recently, but uh, Pax Renaissance. I really enjoy the game and simply I want to be good at that game. This game makes me feel at the first few plays, I I was like, I feel like an imbecile, but I want to be better at the game. And so that's what kind of got me thought uh, thinking about this topic and kind of wanted to throw this out to you guys. So with that being said, um, you know, are, are there any other games? Or what are some games that you guys really want to dive deep into? Well, let's not let's not just run past packs. I know we talked about it a few times, but the reasons why it makes a good game for this topic is because it one, it's opaque. Yeah. For early early play and, and even for just in-game strategy. I wouldn't say it's a complicated game, but it's not as it's it's not also not a very it's not like, simple. simple game to jump into. Like I knew what all the actions I could do on my turn were, but I still had no idea which action I should do on my turn on yeah. my first play. And uh, like you said, like there's some strategy to learn. There's there's some depth to it. What what exactly about Pax do you feel uh, Pax Renaissance specifically? Because I know there's other Pax games, um, but yeah. Pax Renaissance specifically, what what in that game really wants to bring you back to the table for more for deeper play? You made a good point about there's a lot of actions available, so. Essentially, just to, to preface a little bit about the game, you and what I think is fascinating about this and, and most of the PAX games really is you're not playing the ruler, right? You're not playing 
the the person with with power. You're playing uh, Renaissance era bankers. You're funding all the wars and and on and these coups and and all these all these actions. And so you do you do wield some amount of power, obviously, because money is power. But you're not actually the ruler. You have them in your influence. You have them when you when you when you en- enact a uh, regime change. That ruler will then flip over into your tableau. If it's in the middle of the table, it comes to your tableau. If it's on your opponent's tableau, now it's in your tableau. Um, and and this, we need to watch those rulers switch back and forth. But I just think that's so fascinating that you're really not you're not you're not playing someone who's politically got a lot of influence, right? Um, you're kind of influencing what they do. So it's just interesting looking at the board state. So you may make a series of moves that seem to not really do much or, or may not seem to have any real similar, like anything, they may not seem like they're concerted, a concerted effort, but you're slowly kind of destabilizing this certain area or destabilizing the countries around the country you really want to go for. And then you'll do an action that Maybe you have like a uh, one of the actions you can do is you could do like a religious war, or like a like a jihad, right, or um, like a crusade for 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 Christianity. And so you you enact that action, and all of a sudden these these agents you planted in in surrounding countries, they can actually help you attack that country essentially, right? It's interesting once you realize how to start setting up some of these things, but all along the way you're trying to set up this foundation. And your opponent's just chip, chip, chipping away at it, right? Or they've got their own plans. And so for me, I think that's what it is. It's just I want to get good at that. I want to be able to set up those things. And when I when I kind of do stumble upon a cool action, it feels good. And I'm like, next time I want to do it, but I want to know I was doing it, you know? I mean, I, I want to have planned it from the start. So without, you know, that for me, it's it's a game like that. Where I can see some depth. I can see these amazing possibilities, but I don't necessarily understand initially how to get there. I know I've said this before in our private chat, but I really feel like the PAX uh, line, PAX, there's there's a few in this line. I think for theme, they they would, this would be the perfect Dune game. There's I know there's other Dune games out there, but I, I really feel like just being that, that guy behind the scenes, pulling the strings yeah. for all these different factions, just really making plans within plans work themselves out oh, yeah. and then see those agents come alive in in a oh man that would be a great uh futuristic packs packs dune <laughs> yeah they need to do a packs dune yeah um well i mean does anyone else have any any games that kind of make you feel like that or, or any others that you kind of really want to dive deep into yeah so you know i kind of listed out a few things and some of them were specific games and some of them were kind of more like a genre of game and the the pack series was definitely one that I wanted to dive deeper into but one related to that is root and oh yeah uh, root is one that I would really like to take some time with to get to know uh, in root you you have four different factions that play completely different they have different rules for each one and the way they interact on the board is completely different and I know pax premier is designed by Cole Cole Worley and he did the mm-hmm. he did root also so it, it has uh, some similarities to those types of games, but it's one that I would love to spend time with to get to know like each of those factions really well and uh, get really good at them. And I, I feel like it's one that would really benefit from having a group of people that play it consistently together. Um, yeah. There's some of those games that like you really need to play with the same group to get the depth out of the game that you can get and root uh, is one I would I would like to do that with. So speaking of like like a group together, would you want the group to each kind of develop and, and uh, 
figure out factions on their own or would you want to mix it up and and move who plays what faction around so you all kind of get a little bit of a taste of each one or i mean there's a lot of depth there i mean there's there's so many i think the second way you said it is the way i'd prefer it i'd like to play you know different factions but i think as you're playing so the, the first time i played this game i really only had brain space to focus on my faction and what I was doing. But towards the end of that game, I was starting to see what some of the other factions were doing. And so I feel like if you're, if you can switch up, you know, as you play the game more, you're going to see, you're going to, you're going to get some other tastes of the other factions, even if you're not playing them right then. Right. If you had a better understanding of all the factions, you would be able to play against them as well. Right. Um, yep. So, yeah. so th this is kind of one of the things that I was thinking about, one of the first things I thought about when we brought up the subject was there, there are really like two aspects to, uh, you know, diving deep. And, and the first one that came to mind was factions, like a game that just has a lot of different factions because obviously there's different ones to get used to. Um, the two in my collection in particular are uh, Nirishima Hex because I have a lot of hack factions for that and Smash Up. Um, Smash Up was like the first one that came to mind just because they're are an enormous amount of combinations in that game. I mean, you take two separate factions, you combine them together. So it's not like you're just playing one, you're actually doing two. And they can interact with each other very differently than if you put another one and there's so many combinations, probably like a lifetime's worth of combinations to play in that game. And it's, so that that's something that I was thinking about immediately was just, that one in particular is more of an experience, I think. Just experiencing all the different ones. Some are good, some are bad. It's just kind of a fun thing. But Nirishima Hex is more of like a strategic type of uh, faction learning experience because you're learning how to play one, uh, but it interacts with all the other ones very differently. And so you kind of want to know how it interacts with each one but you also want to learn how to play the other ones that you're playing against. Like there is a lot of depth there that I haven't even touched. Like, I mean, just barely scraping the top there. And one of my goals for this year was to play like every faction. And I didn't quite live up to that. I, I wanted to do all of the, I didn't, I didn't make it, but man, like there's just so much to do. And, and a lot of my games aren't really like that. Like I don't medium weight games. Typically I, you kind of figure out, how to play them. I mean, there might be a little bit of replayability, move it around in different games there, but usually most of mine, you kind of figure out what to do pretty early on. But this, those two, like just, you could be playing for years and still learning new things. Neuroshima Hex particularly, you, you made a good point. Like last time we played, I believe it was like a machine army and uh, you were kind of like these zombie mm -hmm. dudes, right? Um, so let's just say we, we we were to flip flop and and you play the machine army, I play the zombie dudes. Now we kind of have an idea of how each one works. And so, say you play like machine army two or three times, and the zombie army two or three times. Now you kind of know that that faction in it, you know, backwards and forwards. Um, yeah, I mean, there's so much depth there in that. Like even if you're playing the same faction every time, if I'm switching factions, it's a completely different game, right? Uh, what about you, just Brian? You have one that you want to talk about? Yeah, I'm switching gears a bit. The the games I've thought about kind of have a similar genre to them, and in this particular one, it's it's an older game. I don't know if it's very accessible anymore, but I've never played it well, and everybody else seems to love it. It's Village. I just I suck at that game really bad, and everybody has a great time when they play it with me. 
And I have <laughs> I have fun too, but I just get rolled every time I play this. Game. Hey, you want to feel good about yourself? Play Village proper <laughs> just Brian. Right. Just come on yeah, over. Yes. Come on over. Never played a game before? Not a problem. You can come on over. To- well, and I wouldn't even say it's like a heavier Euro game. I mean, it's a worker placement game. It's it's yeah. got it's got a few levels to it, and and we really enjoyed throwing in all the expansions at once because honestly, every expansion added something that made the game better. And so, yeah. um, the three or four plays I've had of this game, I felt like everybody has grasped this game better than I have. And and the plays are so few and far between that by the time I get back around to it, I forgot what I learned last time. And so, um, but it's a game. It's worker placement. You you play over several generations. Uh, you you want to be strategic on when you when you um, bury your family members because that's how you score points. And you want to do it. I want to bury some family members for Gary. Bury some of his family members. So it's kind of yeah, exactly. I mean, that's it's a little morbid. That's but. how you kind of get your points. And and um, but it's about like living life through several generations. And it's a it's not really. I would say maybe medium weight worker placement. Yeah, it's maybe, a good medium, medium weight, medium weight game, yeah. with some worker placement in it. But yeah, I, I just I don't play it well. And I I feel like there's something there that I'm not getting. I don't know if it's like a super deep game. Yeah. I don't think I don't feel like it should be a deep game, but I that maybe that's why I don't play it well because I think it is. So so basically what you're saying is that this is the same concept for me for like Lacerda games. That's But it's not like it's not heavy like a Lacerda game. It's not it's not several layers like that. It's just I don't get something <laughs> and maybe it's just cuz I don't think of it as a very deep strategic game and when Gary plays it against me he's got he's got a plan you know when he goes in I, I need the plan what's your plan I, I know I know Robert grandpappy's going to die on turn 3 so he gets he gets in the 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 village chronicle before you yeah you know uh no that's a good game though I mean it's a good game to throw out because there are multiple paths to victory there should be right but is are there are they all equal? I mean, especially when you throw in the expansions, you have more options. You know, if I'm pursuing this path and you're pursuing that path, theoretically, we do all we do those paths perfectly, which 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 wins, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's a lot of depth there in, in in that in that design. I feel like in that game, there's still opportunity to shift. Um, mm-hmm. You know, mid even even, uh, and if you're yep. if you're not too. If you haven't sucked it up like I do, even late game, there's opportunity to shift. So I feel like that being that kind of game where you you can you know pivot and yeah, there's just opportunities there for me to get better at that game. I'd like to play it again and and uh, I'll take (laughs) notes next time. Now you've played it, haven't you, uh, Proper Brian? I have. I I really like that game, and I I agree. It's one that while I guess we could categorize it as a, a medium weight, it really does have some interesting layers to try to grasp all, all at the same time. Right. So it's all, yeah. it's about timing, you know, and it's about, um, I don't know. I, I remember the first time I played it, it took me a little bit to kind of grasp that timing aspect of it. And there were some parts of it that I didn't even try to get, you know, that first game. I think I played yeah. it two or three times, but yeah, I agree. No one, no one when to let your family members die is, it's tough. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a good. It's a good. Life I mean, you got you got to let go. Sometimes, sometimes you have to push them off the ledge. You're like, you've been around too long. You're you're a first generation dude. I mean, you've outlived your usefulness. Um, why don't you go check the edge of that that uh, that um, that roof over there? Oh, oh, sorry. You know, you're, you're in the chronicle now. You this just great. got really dark. Wow, you're in the chronicle. This just got really dark. I, I uh, uh, mm-hmm. 
Gary, do we need to have a conversation <laughs> off screen? I don't know. Maybe, maybe like, no. Do you need to come over and talk about yeah, some things? No. <laughs> I got a couch. You can lay down. I'll take notes. Uh, Intervention there. No, <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, that, that game, that game, it's almost kind of a sweet story, right? Like, you know, it, our, it is a sweet story. No, it's about generations of the living. village and, and yeah, it's, you know, well, it's really not a, it's not a sick, like dark no. game. It's, well, it really I, is a sweet it's story. It's like real life. You got the playing. uncle that travels and really does nothing on, on the travel board. You got the uncle that stays at the, uh, the end drinking beer all the time. And then you got the really productive members favorite. of the family. You're over there like, Working that's like the problem. Blouse. I spend too much time at the bar. There's, I think that's I why I lose say. this game. I just sit there and drink the well, whole game. I mean, there's like cool <laughs> bonus cards. You keep hoping. No, if I keep if I keep going to the bar, like a cool bonus card's going to come my way. I'm waiting on the bar fight. Is that what's happening? Uh, well, well, there needs to be more bar fights. No, uh, no, it's really great. Really great. Game. That's a good suggestion, though, because it's got enough options, right? It's got enough pass, especially when you throw in some of those expansions that – you could play that game a dozen times and probably play it differently a little, you know, tweak that strategy every time. And, you know, I don't think there's a, a cure all uh, win for that, um, for that game. Guys, sorry for the train. I'm recording at a different uh, place than normal. No, um, I mean, so we're still, we're still all in um, quarantine, you know, recording. I don't know if people notice, but our, 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 even our quality yeah. of recording is it's all digital now. It's all online. So it's cool. Um, it's just, it's just, we're all rolling with the punches, right? Oh, oh, and and Gary likes train games. Is there a so, train yeah. game on your? Yeah, I was just say, speaking of trains, <laughs> I, I'm bringing it. Yeah, train game. I, yeah, hey, tramway. I thought he That's actually train, had like train kind of game. I thought he had yeah. the sound in the background. Whoop, whoop. He was like, "Trains, I like trains." <laughs> Listen to me. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah. Speaking of trains, yeah, I do. I did have one on the list, which was uh, tramways, which I have only ever played two player. I mean, a solo. And so I, it, I almost didn't bring it on the list, but um, it's got a lot of maps. I've the the designer album Viard puts maps on Kickstarter a couple times a year for like 15, 20 bucks. And I'm like, okay, you know, hit the button. And uh, it's what I want to get to the table. But again, uh, you know, just this year being what it is, haven't really been able to. But I see a lot of depth in that game. And if, you know, if only for the maps, every, every time you're, the setup's going to be a little variable, you know, essentially, with so many variables to just setting up the game, it looks to me like it's going to have a lot of depth. When I play it multiplayer, it's it's an amazing game solo. Um, I, every every game is different because you're building a different route and you're trying to be as efficient as possible. And um, and it, when you play multiplayer, it's got a pretty mean little auction mechanic in it. So um, that's that's one that I had actually on the list. Speaking of trains, that uh, yeah, tramways. It's it's kind of an homage, his um, album VR's homage to Age of Steam. I just, it seems to me like it'd be a really uh, one I'd really like to kind of dive so into. You, you mentioned another uh, thing that I kind of thought about as far as like replaying and trying to learn uh, games and things like uh, expansions uh, or, or maps yeah. and just the like even Ticket to Ride, like all the different amounts of maps and the different ways to play that game. Like you could have a you know a long time playing different ways and and things just with such a little simple game like ticket to ride if that's your jam you could dive deep into that one with everything yeah like you said all the content they have so that's another element to this conversation you know, i wondered like this topic so there are some people that like to have a and i, and I tend to fall in this category is having like just a, a broad number of games that you can try new games all the time and then there are some people that this 
might very very well talk to this podcast where they like to have just a handful of games that they play over and over and over again. Uh, I, I know that Terra Mystica is one of those that people talk about a lot where it's like that's a game that people want to play over and over and over because there's so much depth to it. And uh, it's it's kind of interesting how complex games can kind of do that. Right. Some of these games can get into like the lifestyle category, right? Mm-hmm. Where where you've made a uh, and you can make a lifestyle out of uh, a game or a, a type of game and well, um yeah. Chess. I mean Oh, absolutely. That's Chess. Yeah. Chess is a lifestyle, which it if is. y'all haven't seen if y'all haven't seen Queen's Gambit, by the way, you need to go watch that on Netflix. Oh, yeah. That is All an right. amazing. I think that's the best show of 2020 in my opinion. Hmm. And uh is about a chess player uh, way back. Uh, really cool. But yeah, like at Terra you know, some people can tell you turn three, you know, where how this game's going to yeah. wrap up. And, and not necessarily because the game is broken in that way, but because at the table, that person's the one who knows and everybody else is just like, okay, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, y'all. So y'all keep mentioning things that I wrote down. One of them was uh, a deep train game that Gary has. That's something I wrote down that I'd like to dive deep into. Um, but, and yeah, Oh yes, and, please. Uh, but I've always had kind of an affinity for, you call them lifestyle games, but like, um, I really wanted to get into Netrunner when it was out. I really wanted to get the key forge. I really wanted to, uh, I liked magic. I never really got into magic. Um, but Ooh. like some of those, uh, card games, it's, it's the depth of the game, but it's also the depth of the meta around the game and knowing how to build, uh, your decks and play the game. I've tried to get into several of those, uh, mainly the living card games, because they, I feel like they were a little bit easier to deck build and stuff like that. But um, so like the Star Wars card game, uh, Netrunner, I already mentioned that. Yeah, I think if I could pick one, it'd be Netrunner to dig into and really, really get deep with. Um, I've For some reason, I, like I, I love playing Hearthstone, but I don't have the time to like, or the money, like to buy a bunch of Cards and packs. Yeah. So I guess that's another aspect to it. Also, you got to have the money and the and the the and the time to spend doing it. Doing some of this is on. It's a little hard, a little unrealistic, you know. Um, but yeah, it's games that ideally, if we had the time, right, you know, would be. Uh, well, you know, could we really deep dive deep into? Well, speaking it? of the time, the 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 game that was like the first one in my mind, and I've talked about too much. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it. But the colonists was like that was the first one we we're talking about like games oh, yeah. we want to dive deep into like if i had the time man i'd love to just play that game and over and over and find all the little intricacies and and the things that i don't know how to do because it's like there's so many things you want to do uh and there's so many different ways to do them and so many combinations of how to build your little civilization and oh man like complex games in general i think speak to this topic very well well I mean, let's talk about the colonists i think the reason why it's so good at it's a game that that makes you want to do that with it is the, the the amount of options you know it managed i mean i know it's not the easiest rule set but it's not for what it offers the rule set is not and it's the first teachers maybe a little tough i mean you've, you've taught it but with the the vast the, the amount of buildings you have and the options those give you and the potential combos i mean yeah you could play that game five times and play it different every time right i mean and and the way the way the thing the the town is built out matters so much right i mean so i mean the the designers of that game are just brilliant to be able to put all those moving pieces 
and to make something that works because it could easily collapse under its own weight, right? So, I mean, we've, we've kind of touched on a few different types of games we'd like to kind of deep, deep dive into. We've got the games that have the ton of expansions or factions or, or whatever it is, right? The just tons of content. Um, we've got games that just kind of, kind of like past Renaissance, maybe kind of open up the more you play, right? The, the, the rules, as, as the rules become start to become second nature and, um, you know, you, you start to kind of dive deep into that. You know, we've got, um, you know, games with like, like magic where it's not only content, but also just a system to the average person, nearly infinite amount of combinations, right? Um, you, are there any others, like any other examples of, of kind of games that we can come up with maybe that, or do we have any other, uh, other games we want to talk about that kind of maybe sit in between any of those? I feel like a game that um, that we've talked to talked about before, and that you have more experience than I do, but I introduced it to you. Um, that I would really like to play well. And if there's a theme to my list or about the games I'm discussing, it's games that Brian just sucks at. And wants why do you talk about at. proper Brian that way? Jeez, yeah, gosh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this Brian. I'm talking about. I'm talking about myself. Sorry, I forget sometimes. I'm not the only one. Um, but that's Twa. And I really feel like um, it is. This is a game that changes from your initial play to your second play to yeah. your third play, and so on. And um, it, it just it has a lot of layers to it. It's it's got you know that onion effect of of you know you peel back the curtain and and this thing's just slightly yeah. different, and you can kind of you know dive a little bit deeper against this player um, as opposed to playing against me, which isn't that difficult. <laughs> I, I do believe you mean parfait. Well, I like. My game's a little bit more bitter, but sure, if you want to go with the, especially with Twa, I mean, it's it's a mean yeah. game, but it's uh, but it's one that, uh, if you you almost have to know the ending to play yeah. it well, and you predict parts of that, uh, and it's a game where you have to hate draft and and be okay with other people using your stuff because it's it's most beneficial to use yeah. their stuff and so it, it so to play it well um you you really have to just kind of see the whole picture at once you brought up a good point there there are some games where you your first play just doesn't play well because you need to finish yeah. the game before you understand how to play it which mm -hmm. is it's just a crazy concept sure brings up a good point i mean like what you were saying about about Twa, you have to see the end i mean it, it's one thing to explain to you this is how you're going to score and a lot of games that's sufficient, right? I'm going to score by going to, by collecting uh, sets. Okay, I got that, no big deal. And I, but like with a game like Twa or some of these others, you know, it's it's like I could tell you how you're going to score, but I kind of just really need to show you how it's well, going to play out. And in that game, it's brutal yeah. because you're not only scoring on other on your card that your your victory card you're given, but there's three others or up to what. I'm sorry. Let's say if you had four players, there's three other cards out of a potential. There's a few more than there's, there's more cards. I think there's more variety in, in cards and players. Right. Um, in other words, there's yeah. not just like five cards for a maximum of five players. I think there's, there's some variability every game. So you have to like, once you learn to play that game, that, and I, I'm not that great at it, but I, I was playing it online with people who are really good. So I started to pick up on a few things and you and I have talked about this before, I think on, on the podcast, but, not only do I have to know what my victory condition is, so I've got to get more money. I start seeing your moves, and I'm like, well, I think he's got the victory condition where he's going to get squaff influence. If that is, I want to I want to piggyback off that, right? I'm, I'm not only am I trying to be efficient with, with my endgame condition, I'm trying to guess what yours are based on your actions. And, and I'm doing this for every other player in the game. So if it's a four-player game, I'm trying to read three other people 
and I'm trying to, you know, if you're playing a person, you're kind of like watching them. It's almost like poker, right? I'm trying to see like, hey, what's he doing? I'm looking at your 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 actual your actions, um, where you are on the board, kind of what you're doing, what you're what I think you're going for. And then it's always miserable when you get to the end of the game and realize that guy totally threw me off. Or like she thought she I thought she was doing this, but she really had this victory condition. And so um, yeah, it's 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 miserable, but it also feels it feels good when you do well at the game. It's but, like yeah, that's one where it's it's like yeah, that's like an entirely different level of play as as far as what we're talking about here is just um, having familiarity with the game to be able to know what yeah. other people are doing. Well, the, well, yeah, the mechanics are quite well. Yeah, they're the, simple. They're not. They're not. It's they're not, not a heavy hard. game. The, the your actual actions you can take an action every round and be comfortable with the actions you're taking but it's one of those questions kind of like with the pax game but but not to the level of pax i, I think pax is a lot more complicated but uh, to the level of is this the right action to take and to know and to kind of predict that is much dif- much more difficult for yeah me with twa like i could tell you on after end of round one i'm like oh i know how to make actions yeah and then like well why is brian doing that with my dice well because brian wants you to not be able to do actions it's a denial game and and what the dice he's leaving in his bay are dice he knows you can't use efficiently, and I'm on, and all of a sudden your brain's in a knot, and you're like, I mean, I don't even know what to do. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's a game where I think just having you probably have to play two or three times before you can really be competitive at Twa, you know. Um, and so yeah, I, I I think there's a there's a deep dive for you, right? I mean, something where the the more familiar you get with the system, the more you see how to manipulate that system, right? Um, and, and it's based off of, like you said, by the end of the first couple of turns, you know how to play the game. It, it, I mean, that's kind of like chess, yeah. like where you, mm-hmm. the people that are very good at it, when someone makes a move, you have a very good idea what they're trying to do based on that one little move. You know, they're trying to set up yeah. something two or three turns down. And it's, again, just a a repetitive playing it often enough to recognize those kinds of things. It's another game where I play so terribly I can throw good players <laughs> yeah. off. Because they're like, they're like, oh, he must have this card because he did that. No, I just did that. We talked about idiot, that with like, you know? <laughs> was it Puerto Rico, uh, Puerto Rico where like there's like if you, if you aren't playing a certain way, people are like, what are you doing? Like, you no, know, you have to take this. Yeah, like, <laughs> you really throw off the good players when you when you play with my playbook. <laughs> I just remember. I just remember this is, and I don't know that this game necessarily would would deserve to be on the quite on the deep dives list, but that that reminds me of a moment when we were playing the Estates one time and you made a move. And I remember I turned to you and I was like, (laughs) either that was incredibly stupid or you're the smartest player at this table. And, you know, and I was pretty sure it was the second, you know, I mean, it was, it was, it was a ladder there, but I was like, I had no idea. I'm sitting here trying to, no, well, I'm trying to rack my brain as to what is Gary seeing that looks so good. And later you tell me this because I can't figure out what good. The move whole I game, made. I'm like, he's my chief competitor. That his move, you know, that that move he made, I've got to, I've got to get in his brain. And then turns out I think like Chuck or, or proper Brian won because I'm sitting here. Proper yeah, Brian won the game. Like yeah, because you're trying to play against me, and I have no idea. I'm like, yeah, of course I'm doing awesome. I'm like playing it off like I know what I'm doing. And I'm really, my brain's running 100 miles an hour trying to figure out what you're seeing in my awesome play well, that I just I mean, made. And it was a, I'm trying to remember what happened, but it was something you did. I was like, that's brilliant. I and, and it was a brilliant move, but again, maybe you didn't know it was brilliant. And sometimes, you know, there's those games where you're like, someone will go, oh, that's a great move. And you're like, yeah, yeah, it was, wasn't it? And then, and then and quickly you're like, by the time the next turn comes around, I have to know why that was a great move. But I think what we're saying is these are the kind of games we want 
we wish we did know better, right? So we want to dig into. So when we come across those situations, we can make the brilliant move and yeah. mean to. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, ultimately, that's what you want, right? You want to know yeah. the game well enough where you're like, hey, I, I played this combo in Magic or I, I set up this this interesting turn of events and like Pax Renaissance, right? Or uh, I denied you so well in Twa that you wept every turn because you couldn't do anything useful, right? And, you know, at, at the end of, you know, at the end of the game, it's, it's, it's those games that, yeah, that, that, that have that capability to be played, played to that level. Can we mention real quick, maybe one of the downsides to this in that? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we need and to that is, like, it. we already kind of hinted at it when we talked about Terra Mystica and Puerto Rico, I know but, but you can get to a place with a game where you can only play it with the most experienced players. Otherwise it, it's not fun for you anymore. Or you can get to a place where I don't know if I want to call it snobbish or not, but it's like you can get to a place where it's like you, can, you shouldn't take that move right now. That's that's you know. You, but right. I guess the point being, you you play it so much that you know it so deeply that it's just not satisfying to play with other people that don't know it that way. I was even thinking of it on the other side of that spectrum where you become so good at it when you introduce it to a new player because you're excited about it, like they don't enjoy it because you you don't know a way to play it in a way that is at their level. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that can happen, right? I mean, uh, we talked about this once, uh, just Brian, you know, when we were talking about Twine, I hate to bring up the same game again, but we were talking, I was telling you, I want to play it again with you, but I don't want any new players involved. And and you're like, well, why not? And I was like, because I it'll be like throwing someone in a meat grinder. You know, you and I know how to play this. We know how to attempt re- to read each other. And I, I don't know that I can scale back. You know, I mean, I guess I can, but my natural inclination is going to be what Chuck's talking about. I'm going to want to go, oh, well, that's the best move. I'm going to do it. And I want to, you know, we're going to have to stop and go, no, no, we better hold our, you know, we better pull some punches, right? But then I don't know, but then I don't, is that insulting to the new person? I mean, I... Or is it fun for you? I mean, uh, Wei, Wei has this problem, or he had this problem. Wei and, and our good friend Jeff were playing um, uh, Julius Caesar a lot together. It's a two-player uh, block movement warfare game, and they played it so many times where they knew certain opening moves would lead to victory unless it were countered by very specific opening moves. And so it's kind of like you're you're just kind of waiting for that first guy to see if he's going to do the opening. I mean... And, and he, he got to the point where, like Proper Brian said, it just wasn't as much fun. They almost solved the yeah. game. Um, and this is a game that has a high level of strategy to it, uh, but it, it suffers from some of its uh, limited uh, early opening moves until it can finally branch out into the the multiple paths thing, you know, those those initial positions. And um and and the conversation was interesting because it's a game that he's loved and obsessed about for so long that eventually he stopped loving oh, as yes. much. That's, um yeah. On that level, on that level, I think I think now he's been far enough from it, he'd be, he'd love to play it again, you know. Yeah. But there's a time where he just That's, didn't find the same enjoyment out of the game that he's that he's learned. So well. There's a darker side of that, right? Yeah, you you could end up kind of ruining the experience. Um, I mean, that's that's fascinating. Yeah, that, to get to that point where you're like, I no longer, I can't play this anymore. Well, you know, because if you make that move, or if I make this move and you don't make that move, inside I'm like, oh, you know, I'm you know, I'm gonna beat you. You know, that's wild. One of the games I was going to mention in, and this might be kind of similar to a, a Pax game or a root game, but Twilight Struggle 
is a game that for for a Very long much. time that I really wanted to dig into and and spend time with. But it's one that if you do that and you're consistently playing with uh, the same person or you know a couple people with it and getting good at it, eventually it's not going to be as rewarding for you to to jump into it with a new player. Um, I mean, you might enjoy it for the sake of introducing them to the game and showing them the ropes, but you're going to want the challenge of playing against that person who, uh, who knows the game like you do. I, I wonder if sometimes like these games, you almost have to start it with a guy that doesn't know it either. Like it's, y'all need to learn yeah. together. <laughs> I wonder if, if that's a thing that just sometimes needs to be done. Cause if you learn it with somebody else that knows it really well, and maybe you don't enjoy it or vice versa, or, I mean, I don't know. Uh, it may not be the case very often, but it could be. Uh, Some people like teaching, though. I know good chess players who really enjoy um, teaching chess to people who don't play as well. I know them because they keep trying to teach me to be a better chess player. And uh, um, <laughs> it's it's fun like for them to share their hobby as well. So, I mean, there's I mean, it kind of depends on the person and the personality, I'm sure. But, but it is I still wonder- fun to share a hobby. And if you love Twilight Struggle... And you want other people to love it. I think some of that enjoyment of sharing that is gonna is is gonna kind of make up for it, you know. You know, I, just as a, like a little addendum to the this conversation, like, do, have you guys ever looked into like when you bought a game? I don't typically go look up strategy, but there are times where I will like look up some of the info on BGG, and I'll see like a strategy for you know post, and I'm like, oh, I'll kind of browse that a little bit just so I can like help people understand like what what's a good opening move. And then you realize, like, there are people that have almost ruined the game, right? Or, or you know, I used to want my point being, I like being surprised. I like having to learn these strategies, right? For me, like, a lot of these games are about discovery, right? We've talked about that. Like, just enjoying the game. Um, I mean, I like to win, right? But I think for some people, maybe that's what it is. It's like they're finding, they're trying to find the way to win, you know, at all yeah. costs. And that's just not how I really like to play games. Well, I mean, I think I think that's a good place, uh, kind of a good place to end the conversation, at least for now. Um, you know, because we want to we want to ensure ultimately, right? We want to want to have fun with these games. We want to make sure that the people we're playing with have fun, but also kind of you know still be able to deep, dive deep in some of these games, enjoy them, but uh, hopefully not hopefully not ruin them for for those around us, right? The others around us. Um, I mean, and this may be a topic we can kind of revisit in the future as we have some more games, some more experience, you know, maybe, maybe we come up with some more games that we'd like to have a deep dives part two, or, you know, if, if anyone out there has, has some suggestions for, Hey, you know, based on what we talked about, if you've got a game, you think we'd love to uh, dive deep into uh, hit us up, pubmeeple at gmail.com or we're on Twitter or Facebook, you know, um, kind of send us a, send us any suggestions you have for deep dives. Yeah. I guess with that guys, uh, thanks for, thanks for getting together for another episode and uh, until next time. Thanks for listening to the Bub Meeple Podcast. If you enjoyed our content, like and subscribe. Share with your friends. You can find us on Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter at pubmeeple.com or our website, www.bubmeeple.com, home to the board game ranking engine. And always remember, support your local booze.